Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey guys, welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental property so you never, ever have to work a job again. And today, we have a great show. I have my co-host on with me, Charles Rose Jr. Charles, hey, super excited to have you on the show. Dustin, it is, it's great to be on the show with you today, and I just love the topic that we're going to talk about today. And We build businesses. This is what we do because a lot of people that teach or coach how to invest in real estate, what they do is they say, buy a house. That's your business. That house is your business. Well, here at Master Passive Income, that's backwards. We don't think like that. We build the business first. That business is not the house. That business actually owns inventory. Just like a convenience store owns a candy bar, the business that we own, our candy bars are our houses. So our house is a piece of inventory that we put into our business after we've built the entire business. And at Master Passive Income, what we do, like I said, we build the business. Now with building a business, we also save money and make money. So we don't just make money, but we save money because we're investors. We're investors. In fact, Charles, your wife, right? She just got a property under contract where she saved $34,000. Tell us a little bit about that real quick. Yeah. So uh, my wife, uh, who is my first coach, student, coaching student, by the way, she is doing phenomenal. She is crushing it right now. And she was able to get a property that's worth about $70,000 under contract for $36,000. She is already saving money in the deal because we know in real estate, you make money when you buy, right? We don't don't buy a property at at market value or above market value and hope for it to go up. You know, we, we, we don't invest for appreciation. So my wife has already saved money uh, from the deal that she just got. That is phenomenal. And that is, thinking about it, that that is 34, just imagine $34,000 putting that into your pocket because the home is still worth, let's say $70,000. Maybe it might be a little lower, 65,000, whatever it might be. It's still the market value, but you got so dramatically lower than that because you negotiated or she negotiated really, really well. And you obviously coaching her through that process, you basically worked hard. I know I love the saying that a penny saved is a penny earned. She just earned $34,000 in the negotiating process. That is super awesome. And come to think of, you know, recently, I actually blew up my college degree. I took my kids out. You know, it's a, it's that piece of paper that you get. You pay, spend $60,000, $70,000 for that piece of paper. Well, you're not guaranteed a job. And what was fun was I actually took my kids out into the desert. They shot it with, with pistols and AR-15s and, and rifles and all that sort of stuff. And then I got Tannerite. Tannerite is one of the most fun things. If you've never experienced Tannerite, it is phenomenal. So it's basically an explosion, but it needs a high velocity bullet to blow it up. I'll give you an example. I shot it with a pistol. It's a a regular nine millimeter pistol, pistol, and that didn't blow up the Tannerite. The Tannerite needs a rifle round that's going so much faster for it to blow up. Long story short, what I did was... I actually put the Tannerite on the ground in a bucket, 
put gasoline, a gallon of gasoline on top of that, and then had the diploma, or sorry, the college degree on top of that, blew it up. It is a huge fireball. So you guys, and the reason why I put gasoline, so if you've ever seen any movies, like, you know, Hollywood movie, when there's an explosion and there's a fireball, it's because they put gasoline. If you blow up Tannerite without gasoline, if you're there, you feel the shockwave. Like, it's, it's impressive, but you can't actually see it. I wanted it to be just this biggest fireball, well, relatively big. I don't want to burn down everything, even though it's a desert. Uh, I didn't want to just destroy everything. But the one gallon of gasoline, it was the biggest fireball I have personally ever seen. And my kids were so enamored. They were like, what was that? That was so amazing. So everybody, I want you to go watch that video. And in the description of that video, which I'll have the link inside the description of this episode here, I want you to right on the uh, YouTube video, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Like, am I completely wrong? Dick, do you still need a college degree? I personally don't think so because we invest in real estate where we buy one property that makes us $250 a month in passive income. Well, if you had 10 properties, that's $2,500 a month. If you had 20 properties, that's 5,000 properties, sorry, $5,000 a month in passive income. That comes out to $60,000 a year. Why would you need a college degree. Why would you even need to work anymore if you had $60,000 coming in without working? Oh my goodness. So yeah, Charles, you definitely have to check out the video. Everybody needs to check out that video. Now, Charles, let's talk about today, the process of building a business and saving money as well as making money because you've now built a couple different businesses. You have your one in Memphis. Now your wife is starting to invest in Little Rock. You're also uh, building a business in, in Detroit. You're starting to do that multiple times. Let's talk a little bit about that process. Yeah, absolutely. And so so I think, um, so one of the things that, that we look at with real estate investing as buy and hold investors, it's um, one of the biggest work is upfront, just getting that deal, looking for the deal, getting it on the contract and buying it. But there's also another part to the deal because when you buy and hold, that means you hold on to the investment. And through the lifetime of the investment, there are going to be some things that pops pop up. There are going to be some things that pops up like repairs. Repairs inevitably happen. It happens on our personal home and it also happens on our properties. But you don't have to you you, you don't have to lose a bunch of money through this process. I love how Dustin said say it. We we um we learn how to uh, how to make money and how to save money. And so I remember my first time dealing with a repair. I remember it so clearly. <laughs> I remember it too, man. <laughs> and Dustin was, uh, he was still coaching me. Um, as a matter of fact, I had renewed my coaching um, package because I was like, okay, I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I want to learn more about how to run the business successfully. And, and, and so it was, a, it was such a good investment, uh, renewing my coaching package with Dustin. I think you also said something like, hey, Dustin, I'm going to renew because you either save me enough money, like like 10 times over what, what uh, yeah. I pay you, or I make 10 times what I pay you. So it's just like, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, I absolutely. It was, it was, I mean, it's an investment. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't pay you to coach me. I invested in coaching with you. That's how I thought about it because the return was is just exponential and I'm still making money from it to this day. So I remember renewing that coaching package, Dustin, 
uh, because I wanted I wanted to, to to learn more how to save money and how to run the business because I, I got the first part how to the numbers you know what types of properties what types of markets I, I I got that and I'm just doing it over and over and over again right now but I wanted to learn how to save money and and I thank thank God I did that because uh, soon after that I ran into an issue with my first property it was a duplex and I got an email from the property manager. Um, stating that that the um, the AC went out, and so and they sent me a repair quote or replacement quote for five thousand dollars. So I'm you know being completely new. My first property is like I mean my heart probably like felt like my heart dropped all the way down. <laughs> I was like. I, so I I I I I think I probably set up a coaching call with Dustin how you, <laughs> you <know>? did. <laughs> I was like freaking out and I was like $5,000 and then so you know Dustin listened, listened to me what happened and he said you know he pretty much told me to relax and he said okay you know there's a process for this. He said have you gotten a second quote? I was like no. He said well you need to get a second quote and a third quote. You need to get at least three quotes for something like that. And so what I did was I got a um, I got a second quote, and the second quote was I think like thirty five hundred dollars. It was better than the five thousand, but I but I I I still thought that okay maybe I need to do some some more. So I got a third quote. Well, when it came to the third quote, um, it ended up um, being being that the AC just needed freon. It was completely out of freon, and so I ended up paying three hundred bucks. Rather than five thousand <laughs> or thirty five hundred, and so it was just you know it, there's a way to do things, and I know it sounds so simple, but that's one of the first things that's so important when you're when you're running the business is getting three quotes for repair items. Now, now if it's if it's under three hundred bucks, you know maybe you want to go ahead and just fix it, but um, whatever your comfort level is. Maybe five over five hundred. Some people do over a thousand. Some people say over five hundred, over a thousand. I want three quotes just to make sure that you're getting the best price. And so that's one of the first things that that what that we do is we get repair quotes. And so one of the other things that we do to save um, money is to one of the things that I personally do is if if my property manager sends me um, a repair request to let's say replace a toilet. And if the price is like $600 to replace a toilet, I'm thinking, okay, a toilet, let me see how much, you know, toilet bowl costs. And so I'm searching, you know, on Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever is nearby in the area. And it only costs about a hundred bucks, 99 bucks for a toilet. We're not getting any fancy toilets. So, but let's just say you get a more fancy toilet and it's, and it's 200 bucks. So I'm saying a toilet is only a hundred to two hundred bucks. So then I asked my property manager, you know, why is it six hundred, right? You know that it's is 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 something else. Sometimes there's other issues going on. Sometimes that you know they they may be replacing two or three toilets or whatever. But you know, asking those questions is so important so you can save money along the way. Dustin, have you run into any situations like that over the years? I'm sure you have, but can you share some of the situations you ran into for saving money whilst you have the property? Absolutely. I've done that many times. In fact, every single time there's an expense that comes out. And for me, my comfort level 
anything below $100, I'm like, property managers, fix it. Just get it done. Don't even bother me with that. If it's over $100, then just at least let me know that, you know, it's a $250 part or, or sorry, a job that they have to get done. Just let me know just in case if I might want to talk about it. If it's under $100, go ahead and fix it. If it's above that, just give, send me a quick update. Hey, this is what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so no, all the time. So literally every single bit of expense that's over $100, I want to at least look at it. So, I mean, with my many experience of years of doing uh, real estate, also with coaching, not just my own properties, but coaching, seeing other things happen, I have a decent idea of how much things should cost. So all the time I could say, well, that's just, they're asking way too much for that. And I want to round back and I'll get to uh, a couple of specifics about what I've had in my properties, but I'll give you a, um, I want to round back to exactly what you said. And it was brilliant. And I, hopefully people didn't miss this. So getting three quotes is not just for a lower price. It's actually great to get a lower price. Now, let's say you a lower price would be like you're putting in a new concrete patio and it's just concrete labor install. That's it. If it's different, like if you think about something like a mechanical thing, I'll give you examples. So just like with Charles's AC, where I invest, it's, it gets really cold there. So furnaces, once they get older, they start breaking down. Well, if you call up any regular furnace repair guy, they're going to come in for these older furnaces in like Ohio is where I invest. Um, so I have some properties in Ohio. What they're going to say is, oh, that's an old one. You can't repair it. Literally, you can't repair it. You need a brand new one, $4,000, $5,000, whatever it might be, like a lot of money to get this thing replaced because they don't want to repair it. They get more money replacing it and they don't probably don't even know how to repair it. Give you an example. I have one furnace guy who I was blessed to be able to find. He knows how to fix all these 50, 60 year old furnaces. He's like, oh yeah, it's just this, this, and this, where one guy would, like a, one furnace company would say, you need a brand new furnace. It's going to be $4,500. My furnace, the other furnace guy that I found that actually knows how to repair them, he would come and say, oh no, it was just this, the blower motor here is like 300 bucks. We just have to change that out. That's all you got to do. And oh, and this guy's an older guy. He's, he's really awesome. He's like, oh yeah, these, these new companies, all they want to do is put new ones in. They won't even try to repair it because they know they make more money in getting new ones. And so a lot of, a lot of landlords be like, oh, it's an old one. Let's just go ahead and do it. So Remember that as you're getting these quotes, it's not just to get a lower price, which is good, but it's also to get another set of eyeballs, another set of experience or just ability into that property to see what's wrong. Because if you know what happened with Charles, he just heard it. You had an AC unit that was actually not working right. One company said, replace it. Other one said, we'll place it for cheaper. Other one said, you don't need to replace it. Like, why would you replace it? All you just need is Freon. Let's go put Freon in it. And you're So you have another set of eyeballs that are going to see the problem differently. And some people, I wouldn't say they're more trustworthy or more honest than others. Some, I mean, all companies are probably just completely honest and this is the best they can do. But honestly, that first company for Charles, your, your sake, Charles, I'm like, they were trying to rip you off. They, If they were doing their job right to try to fix it first before replacing it, they would have found that Freon. But so everything, I mean... It could even be something your entire kitchen. Like let's say the water's leaking. Well, let's get a few eyeballs seeing it because they might say, you know, it's like $2,000 to repair it. Well, let me get another quote because it might be something else. Maybe it's above like where they think it is. It might be above that. We just need another set of eyeballs. The more eyeballs on a problem, the better. I'll give you a quick example of one that I had. So I had a main line. Main line is basically 
There's one going in for the water and one going out for the sewer. And so for the sewer, as it was coming out, it was clogged up. I had one company go out there, okay, you know, we can't do anything. Uh, we tried to snake it and snake, you know, putting something through there to try to get out whatever is blocking it. We tried to snake it and it didn't work. So we're gonna have to dig everything, dig up your whole front yard, put in a whole new line, $1,000 or $1,500. And I say, well, let me get a second quote. So I got a second quote. Another company came out and they got either a better snaking or the first company did a crappy job. He literally ran that snake through the whole pipe got down for something there was there was like a toy door like for a dollhouse that was inside of the uh the, the the drain that was clogging it so he pulled that out plus there were some roots long story short he was able to do it it probably cost me you know a hundred dollars for the first company to not do it right another two hundred dollars for the other company to do it right instead of a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars so having more eyeballs on a problem is one of the best things that you can can do to save money on these repairs or rehab, even fixing up a property when you first buy it. Get more quotes because the more eyeballs is going to save you a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely, Dustin. That I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I remember that story too that you um, shared. And I remember that all the time on um, and, and having those second pairs of, of eyeballs, third pair, even sometimes you may even bring out a fourth person to do it. I love oh, that. Shoot. When it gets and to above gonna... like $10,000, I'm getting at least an extra pair of eyeballs, like four or five eyeballs on it. I want a lot of eyeballs on it because I'm not just going to trust one or two. I want a ton of eyeballs because that's a lot of money because just like you, you might be able to come down from like 5000 down to 300 So it, when it gets in the thousands, that's when you get a lot more eyeballs on it. Absolutely. And absolutely. And this this leads us in into the, to the other point um, is... Um, another way that you can save money is buying in bulk. And so this is, this is, you know, when you have more units, um, in fact, I remember, um, Gaylor, one of um, your coaching students, he has a triplex. And so one of his AC units went out and the other, the other ones were, you know, they, they were all put in the same time. And so they were all sort of at their, their, at the end of their life. And so what he did was he was able to get a discount for 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 the materials and for the labor to install uh, units in the in the building. So for him, it made more sense to just go ahead and install it. Some people may say, well, I just want to wait until it goes out and install it, you know, when it happens. But he knew that the other units were, were close to the end of its life. And so and he got a really good discount to to put them in. And one of the things he also did, which was amazing, I thought, was he also sold the the units, the the two that was still running, that was close to his end of his life. He sold it for a good a bit money, and so he was able to even bring it down some more. So that could be another way of buying in bulk. That could be another way of saving money, which is buying in bulk. Have you ever bought in bulk before, Dustin? I personally haven't done that yet. So because I have property managers managing my properties. I personally haven't, but what I do encourage my property managers is paint. Or here's a huge, huge opportunity for people. The big tip, paint every single house. It could be a nice color, but paint every single house the exact same color, neutral colors that people would generally like because you don't want to keep painting the houses differently. You want to grab a big what, five-gallon bucket of paint, the same sheen, which is the like, glossy or not, um, the same color, same brand, everything. So number one, you can actually use that on many houses. So if there's like, you buy a five gallon bucket, there's two gallons left. Don't throw that away. 
store it. Like property manager, store that. So when there's you need to um, paint another house, use that same paint. The paint stores for a very, very long time. All you gotta do is shake it up. It'll be totally fine. But on top of that, you have that for touch-ups. You know, if you go and somebody's moving out, a little bit of touch-ups in there, you can every single house just take that same bucket and you can paint over. Things like that, you help your property managers to do something. Now, they might need a little bit of storage, but hey, a good property manager is going to have that idea. And in fact, my property managers, I encourage them and they, they kind of picked up on it and this is what they do. Like all the properties, all the properties that they manage, they use the same paint just in case. Like, you know what? You know, this other landlord, I I just need to touch up maybe like a, a there was a hole. We patched it. It's only going to take literally like uh, two swipes of paint. I don't have any more. This other landlord, I could just, you know, grab that really quick and paint it on there. If somebody, if my property manager took my paint and did that, I would not be so mad. Now, if he painted the entire house, different story, but we want our property managers to be thinking that in, uh, on top of that, like buy in bulk or think of ways to make things last longer. Like, like if you have an AC or here's another one, you probably might not realize this, but, um, some people break into houses and steal the copper, copper tubing for the water or gas. I mean, it gets that bad where they might steal it. Well, if you live in an area where they do that, what I've done, I've literally done this. I go to my property manager and say, you know what? We're buying this house. Eventually, somebody's going to break into it and steal the copper. Beat them to the punch. Take the copper out. Recycle that because that's what they do. They take the copper and they go recycle it. Take the copper out. Recycle it, and that copper will help pay for running the new PEX PEX tubing that's going to be replaced. Somebody's going to break in and be like, "Oh, the copper's already gone," and they're going to walk away, which is fine. I don't want them to touch anything because they'll make more damage if they do that. So that's a huge tip: is think of things that you can do, be a little more proactive if you see problems like that. So that's how I have actually been able to save even more money. Now, here's a huge thing that we definitely need to touch on, Charles is. The way to save the most money. In fact, the penny saved is penny earned. Earn the most money is when you buy a property. Now, when you buy a property, that's called equity capture. We're investors. We don't pay top dollar or the market value. We don't go above. We definitely don't go above in value, the, the whatever the value is. We buy and capture equity. So let's say, let's use easy numbers. You're buying a house. It's worth $150,000, but you're an investor. So you offer lower, you negotiate them, they come down. Instead of 150, you get them down to like 125. That's $25,000 you just saved right then and there where other people would literally have just paid it. They would just, oh yeah, oh man, shoot, it's a rough market. Let's just pay the $150,000 so we can get the property. No, we don't do that as investors. We make sure we capture that equity. And Charles, you're almost like the king of capturing equity. You guys, you and your wife have done it so many times. Tell us a little bit about how you have actually done that many, many times. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is the biggest way, Dustin. I, I agree with that 100%. I, I don't know any other way that is greater than that for for saving money when um, with your rental property. And so my wife and I, we've, we've done this an, a number of times. And, you know, the key thing is, I, I don't want to tell you that it's, it was easy. I mean, we had to put in many, many, many offers to get those type of deals and not settle in for less, not just, not just saying, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw in 20,000 over asking price, like just to get the property. That's not the the way we did it, and you have to you have to keep searching for those good deals, keep putting in the offers. Once you find it, 
you want to make sure that um, you want to make sure that 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 it is a good deal, and you want to be able, and you want to negotiate as well when you get there. And once you know your number that 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 makes you money, you stick to that number. And sometimes it's so tempting to just you know give a little extra, you know up your up your up your price more, up your offer more, so you can get the deal. But you shouldn't do that. You don't want to get emotionally attached to the deal. Another way, Dustin, that um, that we didn't mention. So definitely um, capturing that ep- equity in the beginning is the best, but. Also, when you get it under contract, you could you always do your home inspection. Do not skip that. Like seriously, I mean, it is so important to do a home inspection. So many times when you do a home inspection, it brings up things that you can't see with your naked eye. It brings up things um, that um, your realtor may have missed. You look, look, do a home inspection. I remember doing my home inspection and whilst Dustin was coaching me and it felt so uncomfortable to go back and negotiate. So I literally, I asked Dustin, I was like, so in the property, the first property, the roof uh, would go bad in about uh, five or 10 years. Right. And, and so I remember taking, taking it to Dustin and, and um, Dustin advised me to ask for a repair credit for it. And I was afraid to do it, and I didn't know what to say. And then Dustin, you told me, say, "Well, you can say it like this." I think this it was an email, and so I told him, I, I asked him, "Can I just use what you wrote?" He said, "Sure." So I literally <laughs> copy and paste what Dustin had, and I think it was something like, you know, the inspection report showed that that the roof needs to be replaced. The replacement cost is six thousand. Um, can you ask seller to split the cost? This was a me- this was an email message to my realtor, and I was so nervous. And <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous with it, and, and so I sent it, and um, the um, it, without a question, the seller split the cost. And so I remember being so nervous with that. With that, but but I've I do, I've done it so much now where I literally just got the seller to pay, you know, to split the cost in some repairs. The repairs were seven thousand. Got them to, to split the cost on that. And so uh, I, I definitely you can save even more, like capture that equity. But even when you capture it, uh, sometimes you can um, um, save even more money after you get the home inspection report. Yeah. And that was that whole process of asking for that. I mean, that one email saved you or made you three thousand dollars, just that one email. I mean, shoot, you didn't have to do any more negotiating. You, yes. All you got to do is ask, and which is great. I do want to help everybody because I have had some of my students in the Real Estate Wealth Builders, they'll ask this question. They'll basically ask me the question, prices of the homes are really expenses, expensive. They're going for asking price, if not more. Should I just rely on the um, inspection period and after the inspection to get the price down? I said, no, 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 absolutely not. That is to, you want to make sure that's there for major problems or just problems in general on the property because you don't want to fork that out of your pocket and you don't want to overpay or even if you're paying this the price that they want. In my opinion, it's overpriced or overpaying. You don't want to overpay and then you're still overpaying, but there's still problems like a roof. It literally absolutely needs to be fixed. And so you need to pay for that or have them pay for that. You're still paying the same amount because even if they come down, the roof still needs to be repaired. So 
We do not count on that to save us money. It's there in the future. After we get under contract, we save money, capture equity there. That's just there as like, a, you know, frosting on the cake. In fact, I, just a little side note, uh, I love frosting. And I think cake is just a delivery system for frosting for me. So I usually eat all the frosting. I love frosting. But it's also, it's, it's there for when you can use it. You do not count on it, like for calories. You know, you don't want to eat those all, all just all frosting because you'll get sick. <laughs> like, you know, you use too much sugar. Same, I'll get off that analogy. It's actually probably not the best analogy. But long story short, you capture your equity and then you also use the inspection to help you to lower the amount because of repairs or even just save money. So yeah, Charles, that's a great, great point. Absolutely. And and the last thing um, that, that that I'm thinking about, there's so many different ways you can save money, but we're just covering uh, sort of the big ways in, in this is um, having a handyman, not just a handyman, but a good handyman. And so obviously we want the, the, the property manager to coordinate all the work, but I, I in, in one of the areas, um, I just felt like, you know, a lot of... Um, Prices coming from my property managers were, were a bit a bit higher, and so um, I was able to find a, a good handyman who coordinates with my property managers, and I'm able to save even more money. In fact, sometimes um, I think you know my property managers even bring their price down in house to do some of the work as well, and so having a handyman could be. Very, very, very helpful to save you uh, money. Not just a handyman, but a good handyman, because you you want to we want to get the job done right. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And with the handyman, they can do more than just let's say a plumber. Let's say there's a leak and you need to get a plumber in there or somebody to fix the leak. Well, if you get a plumber in there, that's really all they know. They they won't do electrical. They won't like paint something. You might have other things in the house that you need to get taken care of. Well, paying a plumber to get out there, you're going to pay top dollar for it, which is fine if that's all you need. But let's say it's a job like uh, the faucet's leaking. We got to replace the faucet or repair the faucet. Well, paying a plumber to do that, it's going to be expensive. If you get a handyman, which absolutely can do this, you can also like, hey, also like there's a, a light uh, a flip switch cover or light switch cover that's broken. Can you replace that? Sure, it's an extra $5. You know, that's just instead of a whole electrician going out there too or an, and a plumber or a roofer or whatever it might be, there might be other things that they can do and you encapsulate that for their time. You might be paying them $50 an hour plus materials. That's 50 bucks, but they do a lot in that one time. So Charles, that is a brilliant idea is utilizing handymen as opposed to your property manager necessarily or actual tradesmen, plumbers, roofers, contractors, all that sort of stuff, because handymen are really, really good. Yes. And so we talked about so many different ways already that you can save money. And I, I would just sum it up like this, Dustin, is is negotiate, right? That's one of the things that you all, that you taught me is so big is negotiation. Nego- everything is negotiable. Everything. <laughs> negotiate your contracts, negotiate the price, negotiate your property management agreements, negotiate everything, like ask the questions. The the worst thing that they can do is say no, right? Negotiate everything. Don't be afraid to negotiate. Would you add anything else to that, Dustin, before we wrap it up? Well, wholeheartedly, everything is negotiable in this business. Even like you're working with a title company and they give you a list of their fees. You say, hey, 
what's this like admin fee? That just sounds stupid. Like I'm paying the admin fee plus points and plus this. Then we get rid of that. Like literally just ask. There's no point in not asking. You already have a no now, which means it's gonna, you're still gonna pay it. But what if they say yes? What if they say, oh, we can cut that in half. You just save some money. It could be as easy as an email. So everything, anytime that money is transacted in your business, that is a time to negotiate. Always, always, always. You're gonna save so much money. Now, I'm really frugal. I love being frugal. It's just that my personality, my wife's frugal as well. We really just love being frugal. Now, I'm not cheap. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stingy or cheap. I, we love to give. We love to help people. We love to do all that. But as far as like spending money, like, hey, if we can save some money, let's do that. And so what you want to do is realize everything, literally everything in this business is negotiable that you need to be negotiating. Absolutely. And Dustin, I think, you know, I think more people may want to find out more about, um, uh, the course and all these different things. Cause I know myself, like I learned so much from the master passive income system. I learned all these negotiation skills, all these things that we're talking about. Um, Dustin, you want to talk about that some more before we go? Cause I, I know people want to learn more about it. Fantastic. And a great question, because as I've taught more and more people, I've found out so many more ways because of finding problems that they have, figuring out how the solutions do it. And that's something that we always implement into our business and into the courses. So actually, I want you, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, I want to get you started investing in real estate. I want to give you my real estate investing course absolutely for free. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, it's all one word forward slash free course. It'll be in the description. Just click on that link there. I will literally send you my real estate investing course. It'll show you how to find a new area of the country, anywhere in the country to invest, how to find properties, how to get financing or fund those properties, how to manage it well, how to quit your job. I'll walk you through all that, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Now, Charles, this has been a great, great talk. Hopefully people are realizing that it is something that they should implement into their business because every penny that they save in their business helps them to buy more property. So, all right, Charles. Hey, it's been great having you on. Everybody, it's been great having you here on the show. You guys are awesome. And thank you so much for being here with Master Passive Income. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>